welcome to Dating in the City, Season 6. We're the Conti sisters, matchmakers and co-founders of Matchmakers in the City, an old-school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles, regularly featured on Access Hollywood, Forbes, Relevant Radio, and more. We've been celebrity matchmakers for 10 years, and now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Pineda. And oh my goodness, it's so good to be here with you guys today. Christina, how's your day going? It's going well. It's a rainy day here, but it's going really well. I love with the oh rain is always good in the summer, especially. So the rain in Spain for the rain. stays mainly on the plain. <laughs> By George, I think she's got it. The rain. Um, anyway, I'm wow, I can't believe it's raining there. We have not experienced rain in LA. It's going on. It's been a couple months yeah, at this point. I know the summer, it's that's just makes me nervous because of the forest fires. Oh my gosh, I know. So terrible. We definitely do not want more forest fires. Don't, don't, don't. See, Dan, you know it's bad. It was so funny. I was driving today and I had the top down in my car and um, this car next to me was playing Let It Burn by Usher, the seminal classic. No, and yes. I... I literally, like, I was listening to some, like, relaxing song, um, probably, like, Taylor Swift. And then I heard Let It Burn, and I just, like, lowered my music so I could non-creepily just be in that moment with them because it's such a good song. Yeah, it is. Christina, remember, you used to love Usher. Of you course. You were an Usher. I, I still do. I love, I love his music. I think a lot of it is... Now, inappropriate, but I do really love. I want to make love in this love. Hey, that wasn't actually (laughs) one of my favorites, but some of my favorites. Well, I actually most of the ones that I really liked were appropriate. Just when I thought I said I like I love that. I love. I love confessions. Christina. Confessions was literally about my chick on the set. Yeah, I didn't like that. One on the way. Oh my gosh. Like we were singing that as tweens. Just like, we were like, oh my gosh, like my confessions and I'm broken. I don't know what to do. Like we were belting that at the middle school dances. Yeah. That's insane. Like, how was that mainstream? And we were like, oh, this is so relatable. Like, I remember being in my feelings when confessions came on. I'm like, oh, and then remember his like monologue at the end. This is the hardest thing I have to do to tell you the woman I love that I've impregnated a woman that I barely even know. Like, are you kidding me? I I can't. Yeah, and I we know. wonder why Tristan Thompson is the way that he is. You probably l- listened to Usher when he was growing up. Oh, uh, bless his heart. Anyway, you guys, okay, we're not usually this musical. Usually Christina <laughs> look and gets mad off. at me. <laughs> Christina, I did get a little feedback from our last episode that you were a little bit more um, snippy with me than... 
that is <laughs> did that come from a certain mother <laughs> all right so the feedback came from our mom <laughs> she told me an that avid listener an avid <laughs> an avid listener of dating in the city the podcast so mommy we love you um no but I also actually did get that feedback from um from a a, a girl a mutual girlfriend of ours that I won't throw out throw under the bus um <laughs> Yeah, she. Yeah. I'm sorry, Alessandra. And in my attempts to try to speed things up, I come across brusque, and I apologize. It's okay. You're forgiven. We're sisters, so it's all good. I'm used to it. I grew up with you, Christina. I know your ways. Um, but anyway, you guys, it's so fun to be with your with, with you here today. I know that we have a bunch of new listeners um, because of my latest Twitch appearance. Um, yes. Yes. So over last week, the girls from Botez Live came to our office in Beverly Hills um, and we did a live stream. And that was quite the experience. We'll talk about it on Catching Up with the Contis because I just, Christina, I have to kind of give you like the rundown on. I know. I can't wait. We haven't really talked about it in detail. We haven't. Great. So let's move on to stars. They're just like us. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life. Okay. So you guys, the SV awards were last week and okay. Our very own Alessandra Conti, AKA me, <laughs> was there mingling and doing a different type of scouting. Um, because you know how like they scout players. I too was scouting players, but for <laughs> our clients, um, for daters, for our clients and meeting new potential athlete, um, athlete clients as well, which was so much fun. So in real life as matchmakers, do we recommend dating a professional athlete? So Chris, so this was something that I like, I actually just posted. So you guys go to my Instagram at matchmaker, Alessandra Conti. And I just posted my SV's look, which was like, Oh, so phenomenal. Wore this amazing sparkly black dress, just like hair to high and tight, like 17 inch heels. It was just such a red carpet look, L-E-W-K. And I wrote on my caption, tell like, would you ever date a professional athlete? And what do we, what are our thoughts having worked with professional athletes over the last 10 years? And we even filmed a reality show for <clears throat> E um, a, 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 about an athlete, like about matchmaking professional athletes. So if anybody's experts on matchmaking athletes, it's you and me. Christina, what do you think about the, uh, the women that are like, I love dating professional athletes or I want to date an athlete? Do we recommend it? I think it's a very slippery slope. It's very difficult. And of course you love these men. They're in the limelight. They make a ton of money. They're attractive. They're They're built. They're built. Perfect body, male specimen of a body. (laughs) 
I mean, some women like that. I prefer more of a, more of a, I don't like a guy that's like at the gym 24 seven. I think it's a huge red flag. Right. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's just me. That's just my personal. (laughs) Right. But I guess for, for I guess societally speaking, they have, you know, not, not from my perspective, because my perfect body is like a bare body, but like for most women, for not most women, for society's standards, they have physically, they have kind of that classic traditional, um, yeah, right, athletic build. Right. And they're disciplined. Obviously they yes. had to work very hard to get to where they're at and not all talented are created the same. They're extremely mm-hmm. talented. Well, most of them are talented, but not in created the same meaning. There are some men who are just really into the, into their faith. I'm thinking of someone like Tim Tebow, who so many women just love for many qualities of his, not just the fact that he was professional in two sports, professional athlete in two sports. Yeah. But it is. And you also have like, just speaking on the pros, since we're on pros right now, I will, I'll jump in. Um, what's his name? Who's married to Giselle? Um, right. right. Uh, what's his name again? Tom uh, Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Brady, who Monsignor. So out in the church that I go to, my my church is St. Monica's. And St. Monica's, our like the head of our church, his name is Monsignor Tur- Monsignor Turgeson. He is Tom Brady's personal priest. So he has gone to every single Super Bowl that Tom Brady has been a part of for the past however many years that Tom Brady has been in the Super Bowl. So like, so Tom Brady, yeah, like that, I mean, he's the, he's, I feel like though with a Tom Brady and with um, that other one, Tim Tebow, they're the exception and they're not the rule. So ladies, if you start, like if you slide into the DMs of some athlete and like, don't expect him to be a Tim Tebow or Mm -hmm. like just expect him to be more of a Tristan Thompson, because I think like Tristan Thompson is an extreme and very public example of what a lot of these male athletes are doing in their, in their private lives and in their personal lives. His is just magnified because it's with, obviously he's messed with the Kardashians and uh, like Tristan, what is wrong with you? Like, I mean, obviously he does have actually, um, I genuinely, I really, my heart goes out to him because he has psychological issues to be, and he like, to be able to do what he's done. Like that is, I, I, I can't even, I, 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 it's so, such a different level of narcissism and of just complete psychopathdom that I can't even like, I know he's in therapy, I'm sure his therapist is even like, what is going on? Anyway, so, whoo, Lord. But anyway, so yeah, I think that also from what we've experienced, um, just having worked with athletes and match made athletes, there is this, 
Um, with all of those wonderful character traits of ambition, of passion, of drive, of, you know, of, of reaching your goals, of hitting those, like that also can translate negatively into the dating world and into a man's, an athletic man. And we're talking about men specifically, Right. I've, I, we, I don't think we've ever worked with any. Yes, we have. We've worked with so many female clients who were professional athletes, were former professional athletes. So many. Wait, can you give me a sport? Because why am I forgetting? My, my memory is like failing me. Soccer for one of them. Just one example. We've worked with so many. Okay. I'm sorry. I had a brain aneurysm. I'm sorry right. if that was offensive. I am so sorry if anybody has experienced a brain on yours or had any. Well, what I'm seeing, what I'm thinking to say is because we've worked with a lot of professional athlete men too. And with any anyone, it's difficult because once you reach a certain age, for most people, unless you're Tom Brady, again, who <laughs> just yeah. seems to be getting better as he gets older. I don't know when, maybe, is he retired? I have no idea. No, he's still I'm going. He's still going. There, yes, once you get to a certain age, it becomes a lot harder to do your what you've spent your whole life working towards. And then I've seen people and thinking about past bachelors, past clients, and who we've worked with have a difficult time transitioning mm-hmm. out of that. Kind of like when somebody's in prison and then they leave prison and they're like in this real world and they have to get kind of like a more traditional job. And unless they've, unless they've solidified themselves as either an iconic athlete that like they're an icon, they can do appearances, they, but even them, even with that, you're hustling um, for those appearances. You unless are you are top hustling. level. Right, right. Yes, you are hustling. And also a lot of these athletes um don't come from generational wealth. So they're the first people in their families to um acquire, you know, if they have a, a million dollar a year contract, that is like, oh my goodness, they've hit the jackpot. But also a huge problem um with the economics of it all is that they spend the they spend their money um a lot, they spend it so quickly. A million dollars goes like that. Right. Okay. When you're, so you, when you create habits with yeah. spending, that's difficult yeah. to shake. Yeah. A hundred percent. Just ask me. <laughs> that's I'm why you kidding. have me as a sister. No, it's true. That's why you're auditing me monthly. Um, which is great, which is really important. Um, <laughs> no, but I completely agree. I think from an economic standpoint, and also I think just kind of going back to that, they, a lot of women love that alpha energy that a lot of athletes have. Um, but there is also that kind of toxic masculinity that plays in um, when they are so used to competing and when they're so used to, um, when, when they're used to that kind of level of drama, because that like sports are drama and sports, it takes, it takes a lot. And they're also, they're traveling all the time. Right. Um, so it's kind of like, 
a more of a non-committal vibe, or if they are in a committed relationship, it's a lot of, a lot of them are in open relationships. So they could be, you know, they could have their main, um, their main, uh, relationship, but then it's like either a spoken rule or an unspoken rule that when they're on the road and traveling, it's an open relationship, but there are also athletes that it's not an unspoken, it's not even a thing. Like it's, they're not in open relationships and they're cheating, but for the ones that we've worked with, obviously they've, they're, they're working with a matchmaker. So there is that desire to want to find one person, but I think just infidelity is just, I I'm sure there are statistics about infidelity and athletes. And it just, especially when they are in their season, it, it it's just higher. And even when they're off season, like it's just, it's statistically, it has to be statistically higher. There's like, I, I, if it's not, I, I know nothing. Well, I will say also for the female clients, because you mentioned a great point about how certain emotions that they're experiencing as they're doing their job this is are are because of a high level of drama in that job and the competition the pressure I've noticed that and you mentioned toxic masculinity and I will say that the women are the same way though the women Mm -hmm. female clients that we've had it's not just a masculinity it's it's a toxic way that some people take away from that kind of lifestyle in in terms of this extreme competition all the time and living in this very high-strung place. Yes. And I would say especially the women have that. Maybe the women take it in that more high-strung place where they're critical of everything, which women tend to be more critical. That's just what I've noticed. Whereas the guys may play it out in a way of, wanting to play the field in terms of (laughs) dating. So I think men and women take it out in different ways, but it's not just a man problem. I don't want it because I think that a lot of people will blame men for all the problems of society. And that's just not fair. It's not true. There's toxic femininity too. There's toxic everything. I have been very guilty of toxic femininity in my day. So I'm okay with admitting that. Um, oh. The first step huh. is admitting that you have a problem sometimes. Huh. Interesting. I would never mm-hmm. have thought that, but no. Yeah. If you literally like look up toxic femininity, there's, you've expressed it as well. You, you have had it in, in spurts as well, but I think every woman can err on the side. Like we all have it. It's just right. a matter of like where we're playing, but what you said also, Christina, yeah, there are certain emotions psychologically that are, your body does become, um, addicted to, mm-hmm. um, to certain emotions and to recreating those patterns. Um, and that when, especially when the sport ends, um, that has to manifest itself in some way. So unless there's a a proper outlet for that athlete post sport, even off season. So I guess like, um, practicing is really important Uh, practicing what's they were. I'm like rehearsing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so I think like pros of dating an athlete are, all of the, you know, you get somebody who is dedicated, who's committed to their craft, who's talented, who has like this level of fame and stardom, but it's based on um, something really cool and tangible um, that is like their talent and their sport. 
Um, it's also, you know, I mean, there's, there's this community element of the sports industry. That's really cool. I mean, even just being at the ESPYs, I know nothing about sports and I am not like, I'll go to a Dodgers game, um, or like a Lakers or a spark. One of my, my girlfriend who brought me, one of my girlfriends who brought me is the choreographer for the sparks. Um, so she is like very much in the world of, um, in the world, in the sports world, but actually we went to support her boyfriend who was a musician that was playing at the ESPYs. So that, but it just, that the, the community, the sports community is a really cool community to be a part of. Um, they're all very supportive of each other. Um, and there are some really quality men and women in the sports community. So this is not to say like our cons list is just from some of the toxic clients that we've worked with or just things that we've seen in the media. Seeing just two last points I wanted to make were even in college, if you see how the people, if they're recruited for a team for even a private college, like Trinity college, they just, they're, they're, you know, they get everything they're, they even somewhere at UCLA, they even get their meals professionally made by a nutritionist and put to their door. So there's a level of of privilege that they can become accustomed to. And that's why you have the stereotypical athlete college athlete who's this bro who's just a player that's yeah. what you might think about but I've I, I saw it constantly even at a small liberal arts college like Trinity so that's oh one gosh, last thing that's crazy with the cons that I wanted to mention and yeah. then the last thing was I just wanted you to, sh- to talk very briefly that just because yeah it looks really glamorous at the SBs from your photos. <laughs> it's not like that really. It's no, it just, and people, I don't want people, because I think a lot of times people will look at photos and be so jealous and think, Oh, if only I would have been there, I would have had, I would have met my future Tim Tebow. And no. it's not like that people please don't think like that. Alessandra no. just has an amazing <laughs> factor. <laughs> how I did it. No, you guys, like when I tell you the level of treachery that went into me actually like being at the SBs and experiencing it, not me being there because I was there because I was invited, but the trials and tribulations that occurred at the actual SBs, even if you are VIP, VIP, like what they don't show you is all the madness behind the scenes. It is the glamour factor. Like I was the feeling the most glamorous, literally getting ready. And then after I got ready, it all, the glamour factor and the, it just, it, it, it was not, it went down from there. I still had a really awesome time. It was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, you guys like there's, it's like Instagram versus reality. One of these days I'll do like a reality, reality check and like show you, like I was trudging all over the place in my like 17 inch heels. Um, but anyway, so yeah, but I think it's just, I love that. I'm so glad we talked about like dating athletes. Um, and like ladies also, the thing is something else that 
I think is really just important to throw out there when it comes to dating athletes is that they're, you know, they are highly desired as partners, um, because of all of the superficial perks that, um, that people perceive that they have. So a high salary, they're attractive. Um, so what does that mean? And how does that translate when you're on Instagram and there are hundreds of women who are all scantily clad, um, being like, and you're an athlete and you check your DMS, it's, it's just, there is so much of that, in that world. So unless you have a thick skin, you can handle women coming at this um, man that you're dating from all angles. And unless that level of trust is so high, um, it's a, it is an upward battle. So again, that also though, Christina, goes into the glamour, like the idea and the, you know, when you see, oh my God, this couple, oh my gosh, they're such a cute couple versus the reality of what goes on behind the scenes. Um, it's, it's, it's really challenging to, to date, to date an athlete, even if they're kind of a, you know, random person on the Lakers. Um, okay. So let's move on. Okay. So, Adrena Patridge um, details romances with Leonardo DiCaprio, Chris Pine, Chase Crawford, and more in Choices book. Okay, so she just wrote a Adrena from the Hills just wrote a book called Choices. In real life, so. I just wanted to talk about this, Christina, because Adrena literally dated every guy that was in the young Hollywood scene at that time. And like, isn't that crazy? Because this was the time when Christina and I were coming up in young Hollywood. Um, Well, this is when we began coming up in, in the young Hollywood scene. But Chase Crawford, and like, I feel like all of these guys I met at clubs. Yep. I, I just, I just needed to you like, did. like, Chase I think you Leonardo met all of DiCaprio, these, all three of these guys you've met, before. all three of these men, but not one, not at a club, one at a volunteering event. Yeah. But yeah, but it's so funny because these guys, like specifically Leonardo DiCaprio and Chase Crawford, like they were heavy in that scene back in the day, the Leonardo DiCaprio, remember I met him at, um, one Oak with Mm -hmm. the cigarette thing. And like his handler came up to us and he was like, Leonardo DiCaprio smoked the cigarette. Remember that? And I was like, yeah, it was so funny. It was so funny. And then Chase Crawford, I, I remember when I was in Vegas and one of my girlfriends was in gossip girl and we like partied at his table because he happened to be there, but a small man, um, sweetheart, nice guy. Sorry, Chase. I'm sure. God, I don't think he's listening to this, but anyway, so Adrena <laughs> is, I don't know if he would be bothered because he's not having any trouble meeting. Yeah, women. He's having no trouble meeting women, but Christina in real life after you, is it okay to like drag your exes, um, after or drag your exes or even talk about exes, at all if you are in a public platform or even in a private platform so like on instagram like is it okay to talk about your exes 
by name. Oh, that's really I difficult. I, oh, I don't think I, I, I just think it's almost a publicity stunt. I don't mean to say that she's doing it for that reason, but if I were doing it, I, if I were her, I would be doing it for that reason. If yeah. I, and I was mentioning their names, the only reason I would do that is because I wanted more fame. It, and and I don't to mean books. to say that is what her intention. I have absolutely no idea. But if I were in her situation, that's the only reason. Because I wouldn't ever want to, I don't, I mean, we always say you want to make the man you're with feel like the only man in the world. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Okay. I just, I honestly, like, that's not even like that big of dating advice. This is more just me being Hollywood and a little douchey to like be able to name drop a little bit. Okay. So anyway, at least I'm self-aware and that's, what's important. So let's move on to sisterly advice. Every week we answer a listener's burning question. And every week we give them advice that only your sister would give you. Hi, Allie and Christina. I have been on a few dates with this amazing guy and I'm starting to catch feelings. He texts me every single day and sometimes even calls or leaves me voice memos, but he has been really busy in the past few weeks and hasn't asked me out again. He has really good excuses for why he has just been super busy with either birthday parties or his cousins visiting, et cetera. And he even sends me pictures of what he is up to. Am I getting played or is he really just busy? From busy or busted. Whoo, Christina, what do you have to say? Busted. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this. Let us talk about this. Yes. Did you want me to continue or do you want to dive? I mean, I I think I think you should feel free to continue and I will definitely lend my opinion as well. Okay, well, you've probably heard the book. He's just not that into you. And it's a really annoying book, but it does have some good points. And one of them is if he's not spending time with you, even if he's the president of the United States and he has zero time, he will make time for you. Mm -hmm. And this guy is not the president of the United States. So he comparatively has less to do even if he is extremely busy, but that means that he's clearly prioritizing other things in his life and a relationship, either a relationship in general or a relationship with you is not top priority. I know that can be cutting and that can hurt because you're amazing and you deserve an amazing man who does prioritize you. It's hard to realize this truth, but this is just how it is. If it's yeah. been longer than a week and a half, it's time to go on a date. And if the person can't go on a date at that point, it's not worth it. Okay. Yeah. I, I, oh my gosh. Um, busy or busted. I, oh my goodness. My heart is beating and goes out to you because I have so been 
exactly in that situation where you're just starting to like somebody and then you think things are going really well and you're getting this consistent communication, right? Because we always talk about what are the pillars of a good guy? Like what are the pillars of a man that you know is like a good guy, is ready for a relationship? Consistency. Consistency and communication is one of the number one things that we look for. But But, 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 but the caveat here is that it's consistency in communication and consistency in prioritizing spending time together and spending time with you. So Christina, exactly like what you just said, this guy could be super busy, but honestly, the word busy should be as you're dating a little bit of a red flag for you. If a guy is too busy to ask you out on dates or go on dates with you, that is totally fine. But that means that you need to go and plan a date with a guy who isn't too busy to spend time with you. We have worked with some of the busiest men in in the world, I would genuinely say. We had a cardiovascular surgeon in LA And he also had like a startup or something like that. But when he found a woman that he was crazy about, he made time to see her even during his busiest week. And you deserve a guy who's going to prioritize you. So you though, what that means is you need to make room for him in your calendar and more importantly, in your mind. Because right now you're saving a spot for a guy that is not saving a spot for you and that is not even prioritizing you in any way. Um, so if you are, and again, like the, um, the consistency, it needs to be not only consistency in communication, but also consistency in planning. If a guy, if you haven't seen a guy in two weeks and he's in town, like, because yeah, there are some guys that He's traveling and he might say, hey, listen, I'm traveling this week, but I want to do a FaceTime date with you. Are you available on Thursday? And he sets a time, you FaceTime together. That's good. So we're not talking about somebody that's genuinely traveling. But if a guy is within a a 50 mile radius of you, and I don't care what's happening, if he cannot make a couple hours and give you one night to see you over the span of two weeks, something else is going on. Mm -hmm. And he may also, there is a whole group of men that are the pen pal boys, okay? They're pen pals. They they, they enjoy communicating. I'm sure that he loves communicating with you. It's kind of like an affirmation bot or a diary. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men don't journal and don't have diaries. So right. they have like a little roster of women that they're texting every day. Mm-hmm. And maybe they have their the one that they're really prioritizing right now. And that's the one that's getting their, um, their you know, Friday night dates or their Saturday night dates or their even Thursday night dates. But you could be on that a little bit on the bottom. I'm so sorry. And I know that this hurts, but the sooner you can have this kind of ah, coming to Jesus epiphany moment, the sooner you can unhook yourself, mourn, mope, then cope. 
And believe me, sister, you will unhook yourself. And we are also so blessed um, that this guy, that it has just become a communication situation as opposed to actually spending time with the person because your unhooking will be a whole lot easier. But it also is challenging because these pen pal guys, they, you can build them up in your brain. Mm -hmm. But remember when you're unhooking yourself from him, you don't, you're, this is not the person that you're missing. This is the idea of the person. Alessandra, maybe as a little exercise, I was just thinking for someone who's going through the withdrawal, 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 <laughs> withdrawal, withdrawal. <laughs> withdraw of this person who's texting that's hard because you're used to getting that attention but oh but, yes. and then I have an idea as well but go for it Christina is to whenever you start missing that person is to think about someone who you had built up in your mind and then you met the person or spent time with the person in real life and couldn't stand the person after that. I think that might be so you because everyone has that kind that person who they remember from their past, even if it was their childhood or growing up in high school. There was that person who I was the perfect guy or the perfect woman, and then they spent time, and then ah, I never want to see this person again. Yeah. Maybe that could be your go-to that you have whenever your mind goes to this but I miss it. He would have been so great. Nope. He was this person for you. He was that, that Mark in your life or that Justin in your life who you yeah. can't stand. No, I love that. Um, also though, I think that something that I, I would recommend doing, um, especially if this guy it's, he's calling you, he's sending you photos. Oh, those boys, those pen pals, they love to send photos. They love to call. Um, and, but, but they don't plan the date. Um, so they're doing everything, but, um, so what I think you should do, oh, this is really funny. And I'm going to blast this spot right now. Um, Christina, my neighbor who's married is calling me right now. Oh. Who's confirmed married and I'm literally shook. I'm literally shook. And if you can hear this married neighbor, like, are you kidding me? You guys, I literally caught this man red-handed and, and told I told him, told, and confronted I told him that I knew him about that he was it. married and I confronted him and he was like, Oh, between you and me, it's not working out. And I said, oh, okay. And then I, I politely excused myself from the conversation, but like, I'm so dead and I can't even handle the fact that he's freaking calling you. Like, what are you doing? This is insane. But anyway, okay. Back to that train of thought quickly. Um, I think that it's important to let pen pals know that you're no longer going to engage in a pen pal mm-hmm. situation. Definitely. So um, something that you can text him or call him um, with, or if he calls you, that's even better. But next time he texts you or next time he calls you, you can just be like, Hey, John, or whatever. Hey, John, um, listen, I absolutely love talking to you. Um, I think you're, I I absolutely love talking to you um, every day, um, but I am looking for an in-person connection. So if you're too busy or can't, 
have that kind of relationship or aren't looking for that kind of relationship. Um, I'm, I need to stop communicating with you because I want to make room and make space in my life for somebody that will, that I can do things with and experience exactly. that person. So and there are so many great say. guys and or totally, great but, who would, who but you're fixated, but exactly. But it's so hard because you are fixated on this guy that isn't so, but that's something really awesome that you can just verbally say or text. And because a lot of dating experts are like, just leave, just don't do anything. Um, then you feel like, oh my gosh, but what if I would have done this? What if I would have done that? Like, like, then you feel like, oh my gosh, I should have done something. And then you can't stop thinking about it. So this way you just put it out there. You're super transparent. The best way to date is with transparency. Exactly. And you wring that towel dry. You wrung yes. that towel dry. I mean, so you know yeah. that you've done everything you can. There were no question marks on your end. You made it clear that you wanted to see the person, but the person then doesn't plan a date. And then, you know, okay, not right for yeah, me. Then you exactly. Um, but anyway, so I love, love, love that advice. Um, and I'm sorry, listener. I know that I know how difficult this is, but I'm telling you, um, you are worth so much more than somebody who doesn't have time for you. Even if all of his excuses, they always, and the cousin is always visiting the, there's always a birthday party. There's always a, you know, there's always some kind of a moving, you know, there's always an excuse that just is the perfect excuse. And you're like, Oh, but that makes so much sense because you're a straightforward and honest person, but honey, learn from us. Um, and believe us when we say there are so many incredible guys that actually want to spend time with you. So don't waste your space and time on men who are not prioritizing you because there are so many that will. Okay. okay moving Let's on to move on. Help but wonder as sisters, we grew up watching sex in the city. Now, as personal matchmakers in 2022, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In this segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder episode by episode through today's lens. This is season four, episode 13, The Good Fight. And this is what Carrie couldn't help but wonder. When it comes to relationships, what are we fighting for? So this is the episode where Carrie and Aiden move in together. Remember, this is the, where you at? Where you been? Who you seen? And she's like, I can't. She's like, she just wants to strangle him. Strangle. And like, we've all been there. We've all been there. I'm sorry, Christina, do you think it's a, like a deal breaker if you want to strangle the person that you're with? Like a red flag? <laughs> Yes. Because I feel like you've been annoyed at Dan, but you've never like actually been like, like revolted and just exactly. like, what are you, why are you even in my space right now? Right. You know, there's exactly. like a different been level of repulsion. Oh yes. There's different, <sighs> when you're married, there are times when you just are annoyed about something, but it's usually you're not like not repulsed. <laughs> you're not like just. I want to strangle you. Like, Get what away are you from me, doing? right? I mean, maybe that is a marriage, you know? Wait, but not in the sense that you're creeping me out in a way. Yeah. Oh, I, God, Aiden. He, like, gets but under I the guess, skin. you know, every marriage is different. Every marriage is different. 
I, I mean, that's why there's say, a 50% divorce and, rate. So, right. And p- emotions, that's why. And I think a lot of times people will get divorces because they don't understand the fluctuations of emotions mm. that you have and the hormones that are, especially if, if you're going through your period as a woman, if you're have, if you're pregnant, if nursing, there are so many hormone fluctuations mm. that it makes you sometimes think you're going crazy, but yeah. <laughs> it's just natural. It's just being a woman. Okay. So anyway, this is where, this is the episode where, yes, um, Carrie and Aiden move in together. Aiden moves into Carrie's space. So like, oh my gosh. Um, And the other apartment next to them, which is like the whole plan was that he was going to knock down a wall and adjoin the two apartments together. So it wasn't just, he wasn't just moving in. It was going to be like a much bigger space. But now that new, that other apartment wasn't going to be available for a month. So Carrie like loses it and just is like, I, I cannot. And I totally understand that. And did you know, also fun fact, you know, there are the five love languages. There's a new sixth love language. And what is it? Space. Space hmm. is a sixth love language. So some people <laughs> like love flourishes in space. Like that's how they show their love. But anyway, Um, Not to be confused with space of a guy that you're not seeing that has a million excuses and that won't plan a date with you. Okay, ladies, that's not the space that we're talking about. We're talking about like just, you know, not being on top of each other like Aiden. Okay, so anyway, um, and so this episode is all about fighting. So Charlotte and Trey have a huge fight when he brings home a cardboard baby as a gag gift because she is having fertility issues. Oh God, Trey really just always manages to offend and hit, not hit the mark. Miranda is pregnant and she goes on a date and then she, um, yeah. And then Samantha gives into Richard's romance in a very non PG way in his office. Um, but anyway, so Christina, all of these, um, Oh, and, and Samantha also does freak out because she's actually falling in love with Richard. And of course she's falling in love with Richard because he's the perfect avoidant attachment style jerk F-boy, a 90s F-boy, like poster child mm-hmm. Richard. Like 90s elderly F-boy, <laughs> avoidant attachment, narcissistic is Richard. Yep. And then, yeah, so, and then, yeah, Miranda worries, um, wonders if having sex is going to hurt the baby that she is now carrying because she's going on a date. Um, So anyway, Christian, what do you think about all those themes, thematic things of just space, you know, men missing the mark and being insensitive and, Mm. yeah. And fighting. Yeah. Yes. (sighs) They've- Big fights. fights. A lot of times I've heard it say that I've heard we always try to be right about things. And when we want to almost defend our opinions, that's when fights will happen. So it could be a little bit of that, of just, but also knowing that I think also fights can happen if they're mis expectations about people and assuming that your boyfriend or your future husband will, or your current husband in Charlotte's case are going to 
be perfect and do everything perfectly and you won't be annoyed at them ever because that's not Mm. true either. I think that, yeah, I think... Because even with the cardboard baby, like, I feel like Trey wasn't trying to be malicious. He was trying to lighten the situation. But that is the most horrifically offensive thing that you could ever do to a woman that's struggling with getting pregnant of like, like that is just the most insensitive, but I feel like guys do that kind of stuff. Like guys just sometimes have, do not understand that women are incredibly sensitive about certain things and men think completely differently than the way that women think. So, so true. Alessandra. Yes. They may say or do something that they think is completely normal and non-offensive, but it may land in just, it may not land well. So I think that's also why it's important for us to acknowledge the stark differences between the male brain and the female brain, the masculine brain and the feminine brain. Um, Yes. And just an example, I recently read the book, love and respect. Mm. Yes. I saw that on the audible account. Yes. You're the one who signed up for audible, Christina. Oh yes, I did. That wasn't me. You were, you were getting mad at me. Oh no. Oh, I canceled the audible. Remember you did. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I canceled it. But anyway, you feel, Oh, I guess you can't listen to it anymore, but (laughs) no, 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 no. no. You can still listen. You own it. You can listen to it. Okay. I see. Yeah. It's, I would recommend that for everyone to read because you don't have to listen to it because it's a little hard to listen to because it's a little redundant, but yeah. it is fantastic. And he gives so many, Dr. Egrich, I think his name is, gives so many instances of times when a man will bring a card and he spent all this, he spent this time picking out, he remembered the, his wife's birthday and or their anniversary. And he picks out this card and and got it. And it was the first one that he saw and it was beautiful. And then he gives it to her and it's actually a happy birthday card, not an anniversary card. And she freaks out. So it's just for guys, they're not thinking as detailed as women are. And then she Mm -hmm. got upset and that really destroyed him because he was trying his best and was so excited that he had gotten this and remembered their anniversary So there are so many miscommunications with men and women that a lot of fights will happen because of, because of that. Yeah, totally. I love that. Okay. Let's move on. Catching Um, up with the Contis. Yes. Okay. Can we, can I finally tell you about my Twitch stream, Christina? Yes, so we only have a very short time. I know, I know. Okay, so you guys, basically, if you don't know what Twitch is, welcome, because I didn't either until last week. So Twitch, and you guys, I'm sorry, the Twitchers, like the chat, Chad, that I refer to them, if you guys are listening, welcome. I love you all, and we're happy to have you here. Um, And apologies that I had no idea what Twitch was and any of the community or anything like that. It's a different world. But anyway, Twitch is the streaming platform for gamers. So it's a platform for people who primarily play um, internet computer games um, or in the Botez Sisters 
case, um, they are these chess stars and they're young girls. Like one of them is 21 or 23 and the other one's like 25 or 24. I don't know. They're very young and they're incredibly accomplished, um, check, uh, checks, chess, uh, chess, chess stars. And they have a huge, they have a million followers on Twitch and their live streams get like a hundred thousand views every stream that they do. And it basically is them just kind of either playing a game. So playing a game of chess and these, these people will just be, they're in the chat. So, and they're commenting on the game. They're commenting on what the girls are wearing on what the girls are saying. And so it could be them playing chess. It could be them just talking. So it's like just chatting. It could be um, them playing a different game and like, okay, so they decided they wanted to do something completely different. And one of our, um, one of our girlfriends, Rebecca is fabulous. And she is a producer for their channel. So she, so they had said, Oh, we want to do a Beverly Hills day. So of course, Rebecca said, well, you can't do Beverly Hills without meeting Alessandra. And I, of course, like of course, the queen of Bibliels. So, um, so Rebecca then um, contacted me. Proclaimed queen. <laughs> I mean, listen. Remember when I was the self-proclaimed man whisperer? Man whisperer. He, I mean, yes. I still am, but you can't really say that nowadays because the, I just can't handle the. But it's true, little brain I just can read minds I think anyway so um okay so um so yes so the girls came and um and they did a date coaching they called me the dating the Beverly Hill celebrity dating coach which is not what I am like I'm a matchmaker like I'm a celebrity matchmaker I'm not a date like I why did I, they put that all Sandra though why didn't I don't know I don't know I they had already done it before I had a oh. kind of it's okay it's not a big deal they well, then, now the people listening will know the truth yeah no no and I told them obviously during the live stream I expressed to them like while yes I definitely like date coach but it's that's not what I am like I am a matchmaker and I kind of explained everything but it was such a different kind of episode than they would normally do because right. so everyone on the chat and they used they would say all right chad chad chat 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 and chad and it sounded like they were saying chad because they would be looking down at their phone and they would get like all of these different um chat things so and it was like it's like oh wait like like chad so finally i said oh, that's what i gosh. thought you were saying Yes. And then I said, oh, girls, you guys are saying chat, not Chad. So they referred to chat as like another person. They'd be like, oh, chat, like as a cohesive group. So chat would then in real time, there are thousands of people watching. So anything that I said or did, these people talk about like, like, like oh. if you don't have thick skin and I don't have thick skin, I do not have thick skin. I have self-proclaimed the thinnest skin ever. And like, but these people just every single thing that I did or said, they were on it. They were like, and mm. I kept on saying my go-to phrase apparently is 
I love it. I love it. I yes, love it. It is. I love it. I love it. And they were like, they were, they were like, coach loves it. Coach loves it. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. Why did no one tell me this ever? I had no idea that well, I said also I love listening it. to people talk and I guess you're yeah. reading with them. I was just affirming. And I guess I do that a lot during interviews as well, because I just kept saying, I love it. It was like a drinking game. Like you would be wasted if you drink every single time I said, I love it gone. Like call deport, call the ambulance. What is it when college, when it was a deportion, was it a deportion? When you got deported, they would call it a deportion. Remember when you got like to like that they came and they would deport you or something. I've never heard of that before. I know deporting out of the country. No, I know. I know. There's a phrase for in college when, when you like, when they have to call the ambulance and then they take you out. I forget what it's called, but it would happen regularly. And anyone watching the Twitch doing a a drinking game for that would have had to be whatever that phrase is. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I got a bunch of new Instagram followers and like the chat ultimately did approve of me, which, you know, as somebody who needs approval, (laughs) oh my gosh, it was just, I was like, does chat like me? Are they okay? Okay. I know you're saying wrap it up. I know. So, um, anyway, that, 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 but I had a great time and I gave some kind of weird, like they asked me about some dating advice. I was kind of on the spot because I also just, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I was a little bit on the spot and I was a little whatever. So I don't know that I gave the best dating advice because I was like teaching them PUA stuff. And I don't like to teach that. I don't want to teach anybody to play games because I'm a big believer when you, what you give, you get. So if you want to play games in a relationship, you're going to get games back in a relationship. So don't play games, be transparent, live your life, live your best life, be yourself and don't play games. So anyway, for all the gamers, that's what I would say instead of any advice that I gave. <laughs> okay. Um, and also going to the ESPYs. Those were my big activities last week. Um, and I went to, I went to a, a beach comedy show on Sunday and that was really fun with Tasha. Okay. Christina, what about you? Anything to catch up with or no? Let's move on to and the Alessandra's affirmation. Affirma- Alessandra's affirmation. Okay. So pause whatever you wanna- you're doing. Do you Take wanna, a deep breath maybe with I us. should give my, um, my thing and then I already have my you. affirmation. Okay. Take a deep breath in two, three, four, hold two, three, four, exhale two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. My affirmation for today is I cultivate relationships built on trust and appreciation. I cultivate relationships built on trust and appreciation. Okay. Classics with Christina. We'll end it out. I think I'll just say love and respect by Dr. Egrich. I think that's how you pronounce it. If it isn't, please forgive me, but it's a great book. Read it. And take away, what's the big takeaway from that, Christina? The big takeaway is that... In order to avoid getting into the falling into the crazy cycle, as he mentions it in your marriage or in your relationship, it's important to know the different languages that men and women are often speaking. Oh, wow. I love that. 
Okay. And we can talk more about the different masculine and feminine languages next episode. You guys, thank you so much for catching up with us today. We just love doing the podcast. So if you enjoy, please click subscribe, share with all of your friends. Um, Matchmakers in the City sponsors this podcast, our matchmaking company. So always feel free to sign up for matchmaking to be a part of our database or to be a client. You can also sign up for day coaching with either myself or Christina. Link is in our bio um, or on Instagram. Instagram. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys, it was so fun to talk to you all and sending you over the biggest hug and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.